Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, this morning, I'm going to talk to you about eternal life, the life and nature of God. Uh, to understand the Bible, you know, have some key understandings of the Bible. One of the things is to understand life and death, spiritual life and spiritual death. If you can understand that, you can understand anything in the Bible. You can start in Genesis through Revelation, and if you understand what eternal life is and spiritual death, you'll know what happened to Adam, you'll know what the problem with man is, you'll know exactly what the answer to it is. Praise God. Hallelujah. And when you look at the Word of God and are determining what pertains to you. You find out... How many of you know the Old Testament wasn't written to you? How many of you know the Gospels are open letters? Very, very little revelation in them. Until you get into the book of John, it's a psalm in Matthew. But to understand and interpret the Word of God, you got to first of all do this. Who's talking and who's he talking to? Most people would balk at, uh, religious folks would, that has no spiritual understanding. But you know, you can't go by everything Jesus said. Because he, didn't, he wasn't talking to you in everything. Sometimes he was talking to the Jews. And so you can't take everything. You have to find out who's talking, who's he talking to. He's either talking to the Jew, or the Gentile, or the born-again man, the church. Now, that's why it's so important for you to understand the Pauline revelation because that was what was written to us. Now, if God wrote something to us, then we need to find out what he wrote to us first. Amen. Now, we can talk about what he wrote them Jews and all that. That's fine. And them types and them shadows and Moses and Elijah, all that's good. All that's fine. Daniel, Meshach. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Meshach, and Yoshach, and the bungalow, and all, all the rest of them. You know, that's fine. But we need to know what was written to us, directly to us. Paul said that God gave me something for you. And what did he say he gave? He said he gave me a revelation that will fulfill the Word of God. Finish the work of God, Colossians 1, 25 through 27. And he talks about it to fulfill the Word of God. Well, in other words, we built a house and Paul put the cabinets in. He finished the work. He finished it up. He got the final revelation. There will be no more revelation to the church. The book of the Revelation ain't the final revelation. Hallelujah. So... When you're interpreting the Word of God, find out who's talking. Always find out who's talking. Who's he talking to? Now, is he talking to me? If he's not, you know, well, then, then we can take and use it, you know, unless it's just straight under the law. You know, how many of you know we're not under the law? We're under the dispensation of grace. 
It's altogether a different ball game where we're at. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said we're under the we're not under the law, but under grace. The word grace there, Ben Johnson translated it, unconditional love. You're under unconditional love. It ain't nothing you can do about it. God's just in love with you. It ain't nothing you can do about it. I don't care whether you have nine conniption fits from here to the house when we leave. Ain't nothing you can do about it. God's still in love with you. And it's unconditional. It's not depending on whether you've done right, wrong, or anything else. See, that we, we preach so much sin religion. We've got altar benches down in front of most churches, and we get them down there and squall them out about three times a week, and they squall out and they feel better. Whew. And they just can't get back to Wednesday to squall some more. And then we squall them out Sunday morning and Sunday night, and all you've got is an emotional religion, and you don't have anything to fall back on. You know, tears won't last forever. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now this morning we're going to talk about eternal life. Eternal life. What it is, what it'll do. Praise God. In Genesis 1, 1 said, In the beginning, God. So this represents our God. Can all y'all see this? If you can't move. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Said in the beginning, Genesis 1:26, in the beginning, God said, Let us make man, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Now you have to understand this that Adam was the first son of God. He was the first son of God. The first son of God failed miserably. But the last son of God did not fail, blessed be, hallelujah. How he went through what he done, how he done what he done, that's beyond my thinking. It's beyond my thinking, folks. Uh, if it wasn't for 1 John 1, 9, I don't know if I'd be making it, praise God. Amen. Amen. So God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let's build something into him. What are we going to build into him? We're not going to just give him a magic wand. He's going to wave it. He's got built-in dominion. He's got something on the inside of him called God's life. God picked him up and breathed the breath of life into him. He breathed himself into Adam. Adam became a living soul, praise God. This stuff on the inside of God, it will cause your mortal body to come alive, folks. Hallelujah. If you receive this life of God in sufficient measure, it'll live its own self just like it did in Jesus. And I don't know anybody even understands what I said. You want me to say it again? Who wants to hear it again? If you receive it. See, you can have more or less of this life. You know, in, over in Psalms 1-1, he talks about you can get into strife and all this kind of stuff and, and counsel of the ungodly. It'll drain the life out of you. It'll drain the very life out of you. I tell you what, don't listen to Miss Slop Bucket here with her old talk. I mean, when, when that comes around and she wants, you know, think she's anointed to correct the world, huh? Don't listen to it. Amen. Don't listen to it. I don't care who it is. 
said, well, where am I going? When can I talk? I don't know, but you ain't talking it to me. I don't have time to listen to that kind of stuff. Amen. Old lady in the church come time. She had the longest tongue you ever seen. Oh, my Lord. She come told me, said, do you know what the devil told me? I said, what did he tell you? said, he told me, said, you didn't like me. I said, that's the first time I ever heard the devil tell the truth. <laughs> said, I knew it. I knew it and went to squalling. I said, ain't you something? Going to listen to the, a liar. You know, a lot of people would rather listen to a liar than they had the truth. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So, you have to protect this life. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Now, here's, here's exactly what's wrong with man before he's born again. 18th verse said, Having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. What's wrong with them? They're alienated from the life of God through uh, ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Something's wrong with man. Something's wrong with man. He has got the wrong nature. Therefore, Jesus, when he comes, said they must be born again or they must be refathered. They've got to change daddies. Something's got to change. Amen. You know, Nicodemus said, how can those things be? How can I? See, and he's a leader of Israel. He didn't even understand. Well, how many of you know, most people don't even know what the new birth is. They think they got a ticket to ride. I'm going to heaven. You know, I can catch that Trinity Airline. Hallelujah, I'm going. And all that. No, bless God, being born again is changing fathers, changing natures, becoming a brand new creation, a new kind of a human. Hallelujah. You're not some old forgiven sinner. That's old covenant. They were forgiven sinners. They had forgiveness in the Old Testament. Well, bless God, we got annihilation of all sin. There ain't no record of you ever been. How many of you know this morning? How many of you know for sure that you ain't never been a sinner? <laughs> you ain't never been one. The old man you was was a sinner, but God killed him and buried him. He's gone. He does not exist and he cannot rise up. You ever heard folks say, well, you better not do that to me, my old man will rise up. No, that's your old anger and your old flesh. But the old man can't. He does not exist. If you realize this, that I have never, I have never been anything except a new kind of a man. You see right here. That's just right. Hallelujah. If you realize I have never been anything but exactly like Adam was before he ever heard the word sin. Had no fear of God. He walked around and talked with God every day. They running buddies. Amen. Amen. Do everything together. Enjoyed one another. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So the old man that you was, he does not exist. He, he was crucified, he died, and he was buried. 
This new man is a brand new creation made out of the very heart and out of the very being of the Lord Jesus Christ. You were created in Christ. How many of you know God created you just like he wanted you? That you are what God wants you to be. Well, Brother Stone, sometimes I miss... Well, get off the miss it deal. Get off that. God don't care about all that. He believes the blood of Jesus has annihilated all sin. He believes it's paid for. See, it's preachers that don't have nothing else to preach. Get up and preach some kind of religion and get someone down to the front keeping them, keeping them sin conscious, failure conscious, where they'll have a good altar call. Oh, Brother Southern, we fill the altars up. Of what? Do you have a bunch of folks wasn't saved? Oh, no, my people, I, you know, I'm keeping them saved. Yeah, you're doing a wonderful job. Hallelujah. <laughs> praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. What happened to the first man, Adam? The first man, Adam, committed high treason. He disobeyed God and he died spiritually. Now something's wrong with this guy. Now something's so bad wrong with him that forgiveness won't even help him. Because if you forgive him, you still ain't got nothing but a forgiven sinner. See, uh, he's got a sin nature. In the Greek, it's the word thanatos, meaning spiritual death. I just like to put it just like it is. It's the nature of hell. It's the nature of devil, the devil. It ain't but two natures out there. It ain't no human nature and then God's nature and this and that. It's God's nature or the devil's nature, one of the two. Amen. Hallelujah. See, if a fellow understood that, it'd knock prejudices in the head. Because it ain't but two races of us. Us that's born again and them that's lost. That's the only two races it is. Can you say amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. So Jesus says, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Why? You are alienated from the life and nature of God. You got something in you. It's something dead in Denmark, folks. It it can't be held. You can't cover it up. You can't forgive it. I don't care what you do to it. See, there ain't nothing you can do about it. I mean, you can't get to God. You can't do... It's nothing you can do. Do you know God... Work through spiritually dead men all through the old covenant. The Spirit of God would come on them and they'd do supernatural feats. They'd whoop a thousand with a jawbone of a mule. They do couldn't no one defeat them as long as the Spirit of God was on them, but he couldn't stay on them. But when he came on you, he came in a boat. He'll never leave and he'll never forsake you. Hallelujah. When the anointing of God's on you, it won't ever leave. You have an unction from the Holy One. Praise God. Praise God. So, turn with me, if you will, to 1 Corinthians, 15th chapter. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter. Look in the uh, 45th verse. It said, And so it is written, The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last Adam was made a life-giving spirit. Hallelujah. He could transmit life. 
To as many as received him, gave him the power to become the very sons of Almighty God. What kind of sons? Sons on the quality of Jesus Christ. Not one bit less. All right. All right. Not one bit less. You know, we talked last night about Jesus saying, Lord, that they may be one as we're one. Do you know you're one with God just like God the Father was with the Lord Jesus Christ? Someone ought to get a hold of that. You know what they'll do? The miraculous. They'll know it ain't them. It's God working in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, praise God. In the fall of man, man was in it. And the resurrection of man, man was in it. So one man got us in trouble, and another man got us out. The man Christ Jesus. How many of you know he will forever be a man? There is a man sitting at the highest seat in the universe today that has all the glory he had before the world was, that you're in union with, praise God, that you have his life and nature. Can you say amen? amen. So, let me kind of give you just a little description of what life is, eternal life. In the Greek, it's a word, I call it aeonius. It's aeonius. It's a little, I put the southern touch to it. Aeonius zoe. Aeonius zoe. It is the life and nature of Almighty God. It is the thing that makes God, God. If he don't have any of this, then bless God, then he's not God. Do you know when you receive this kind of life, you become a God-man. You become a man with God's life, his nature. Do you know you can do what God can do? He said we can do all things through Christ, who is our strength. Hallelujah. If God said you can do it, you can do it. If he said you can do it, how come? Because this life of Almighty God that's on the inside of us, it's what made God God. It's what caused God to speak out in faith. It's what made God operate in love. How many of you got the love of God shed abroad in your heart? What kind of love? God's love. Where'd you get it? Got born again. Well, do you have the faith of God? Well, of course you do. Whatever is in God is in you. Can you say amen? So, this life, eternal life, is absolute life. Now, do you know what absolute means? There ain't one speck of doubt in it. Now, look what this will do with your faith. You say, well, I doubt sometimes. No, you, it's impossible for you to doubt in your heart. You cannot doubt in your heart. Now, you can doubt in your head. Huh? That's why you get this thing renewed to God's Word where you won't have roadblocks in, in your head throwing up that you won't receive. See? But it's impossible for you to doubt in your heart. Amen. It's impossible for you to get hate unforgiveness or anything else in your spirit. You cannot do that. I've heard folks say, well, uh, I had this and that in my spirit. If you did, you lost your salvation. Are you listening to me? 
It ain't get, it can't, it, it, over in Hebrews he said, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder of spirit and soul. That's the only thing that can penetrate your spirit is the word of God. Nothing else can. You need to know that. Well, I got mad. I just hate, I just hate my mom-in-law. Well, let me tell you something. You just operating out of your head because you can't do that from your heart. I, I, I read a P article not long ago. Real good, real good preacher. But he said the only sin that God won't forgive you of is that of you not forgiving others. Well, that's wrong. That's wrong. See, Ephesians 4, 32 said he's already forgiven you in the person of Christ. See, he's already forgiven you. Yeah, but how come I got this? Because you're old hard head and you won't, you won't get it straightened up. That's the only reason. Listen, this thing, you know, this thing is operating by your will. If I will to forgive someone, I can forgive them. Say, what if you don't forgive them? You got something on the back burner and you won't believe God right. You'll be thinking about that. Well, I ought to get this straight. I ought to get this straight. Well, get it straight. We got the weapon that won't ever fail. Can you say amen? So, eternal life is the life and nature of God. It is absolute. It is spiritual life. It is tangible. It is transmittable. See, that was a secret of John G. Lake's ministry. He knew this thing was transmittable. Hallelujah. You know... Big John 7, 37 said, That last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and cried with a loud voice, Come unto me and all that thirst. He said, Out of your belly will flow rivers of life-giving water. Hallelujah. It'll get out in your laundry. It'll get out all over you. Hallelujah. I was preaching in Camden, Arkansas, and a blind man got up and started down the wall, feeling down the wall. I was preaching about the life of God. And uh, deacons got up. They're going to run our good meeting, you know. Him going to break up a meeting. A lot of them meetings need to be broke up. Hallelujah. He got down the aisle, and he walked up to me and grabbed me by my right shoulder, and his eyes popped open like that. Why did that happen? This life of God that's in you is tangible. Ain't no human body going to contain it. Hallelujah. It got out in Peter's uh, oar about here, and they laid them in the street. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So we have God's life, God's nature, and God's ability. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Praise God. Praise God. Zoe made Jesus different than any man on the face of this earth until the resurrection. Made him different than any man. He was different than any man. Uh, they could tell it. They'd even draw pictures and put halos around his head and everything. They could have put it around his foot. Wouldn't have made any difference. He had something different than other men. He told Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you must be born again. You must be born again. You must change daddies. You must be refathered. Hallelujah. From above, praise God. How many of you know you done been to heaven? You come from heaven. See? 
God moved into someone who had absolute holiness. You're so holy and pure that a holy God can live in you. Well, Brother Sullen, you know, I tell you what, I've been trying. Well, you missed it. You're going to miss it. Well, I've been trying to live right. Well, you ought to try to live right. Quit lying, stealing, doing all those things. Quit all that kind of stuff. Man, this stuff on the inside of us is precious. This stuff will get your baby healed. This stuff will get your finances met. This stuff will cause you to rise up out of a horrible pit in a miry clay and set your feet on a solid rock. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 So, in Big John 1, 4, said, In him, Jesus, was life, and this life was the light of men. John 5, 26, said, As the Father hath life in himself. Now look at this. He had life in himself. So was he given the Son to have life in himself. And John 10, 10 came. Why did you come, Jesus? What is the number one reason you come? Well, I come to bring a new law. I came to forgive. Yes, all that's true. But I'm come that you might have God's life. That's why he came. That is the number one reason that our God came to this earth. Became a man where he could bring you life. One translation said he was on a mission to bring eternal life. He was on a mission. Praise God, praise God. John 10, 10 said, I am come that you might have life, have it in overflowing abundance, Beck said. Overflowing. Barclay said, overflowing life. Overflowing life. Can you understand that? You got something that'll overflow you. Do you know you got something in your spirit? If you'll activate it, it'll quicken and make alive your mortal body. Hallelujah. 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 The life of God, the Holy Spirit in, in you will act like a water pump and it'll pump the life of God. It'll pump it right out on that cancer. Now you look at this. It'll pump it right out on that cancer and bam, bam, off that thing. It can't stay. I laid hands on old, old, old river rat one time, old woman, and she had a black cancer on her head. I'm telling you right now, that thing fell off in the floor. I'm telling you, it looked like baby skin under there. Can you say amen? You got something on the, on the inside of you. It's bigger than any cancer. It's bigger than heart trouble. It's bigger than diabetes. It's bigger than anything, bless God. It's the biggest thing in the universe. It's the most powerful thing that you could have. You couldn't have no more power. I was in a meeting the other day. And they said, oh, Lord, we need more power. Well, where is he going to get it? Huh? Where is he going to get it? He's done giving you everything you need for life and godliness. I was, a lady called me one day, said, uh, would you come by? Uh, 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 it's no woman over here. She'd just been saved. And said, uh, uh, she's down in her back. And I went by over there and prayed with her. And the uh, Lord healed her. She said, would you go by and see my husband? Said, he's in the hospital. What's wrong with him? Said, he's got cancer in both lungs. They're not expecting him to live. And uh, how long's he got? So, well, I don't know. So they got him on life support machine and under an oxygen tent. His name is Harley Strange. And I said, well, I'll go by and see. 
Mr. Holly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, I got me another opportunity. That don't scare me. Cancer don't scare me. Heart trouble don't scare me. Hallelujah. I got something greater than that in there. Hallelujah. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of this stuff. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I went by up there. And uh, old man Holly's up under oxygen tent. I got up on there, he couldn't, he wasn't moving, wasn't talking. And I got up on there and was hollering, you know, under his oxygen tent, hollering to him. And uh, about that time, his preacher come in. Oh, Lord have mercy. He, ha he had a walking stick. And looked like he had the white port shuffle. He like, couldn't find the place to put his foot down. Had two hearing aids, you know, and, and, and hollering, you know. He said, you never know what God will do. His mysteries to perform. Well, that, you know, I thought, dear God, dear God, here I am. I done been up here an hour fooling this old man. And now here comes old unbelieving Joe in. Yeah, and he talked a little while said, well, I'll be going now. And I thought, oh, thank God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, I got up under that oxen tent and got down in Mr. Harley's face and I said, I'm fixing to lay hands on you and the life of God's going to go into you and it's going to drive that cancer out. Come on. And I was hollering. They heard me down the hall. They heard me down the nurse's station. Praise God. I don't care. All of them know, know me in the Eldorado. Praise God. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 Next day I come by up there and Mr. Harley's sitting up on the side of the bed. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said, you know, said, uh, when you laid hands on me, my ears popped open and said, I ain't heard nothing in 25 years. And I thought, thank God he didn't hear nothing that preacher said. Thank God, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise God. Praise God, hallelujah. He said, but when you laid hands on me, said, my ears popped open and uh, uh, said, uh, I got a ringing in my ears. I said, do. I said, before you leave, stick your fingers in my ears. See, he's Baptist. He's not wild-eyed Pentecost. Now, he's strictly Baptist. And in a minute, here a little Vietnamese doctor came in about this high. He said, you pray for him? You pray for him? Yeah. Say his lung is pink. And I thought, how do you know his lung's pink? How do you know? I never did know how he know. Say, he lung is pink. He lung is pink. He healed. He lung is pink. Hallelujah. 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 Well, I got ready to leave. I said, Miss Harley, I'm going to lay hands on that ring. and start stop. And I stuck my fingers in his ears and started to pray. And he threw up his hands and said, He's bad just now. In a minute, he stopped and said, uh, Is that them unknown tongues? I said, That's them unknowns right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Eternal life. The life and nature of God. The thing that makes God God is now made you a God man. Hallelujah. Turn with me to 1 John 5. Little John. Praise the Lord.
1 John 5, 11. And this is the record that God has given us eternal life. They've got a record of it. <coughs> and this life is in His Son. He that hath the Son hath life. If you've got the Son, you've got life. And he that hath not the Son hath not life. Now listen to him. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know something. See, he wants you to know something. He wants you to know I got God's life. I got God's nature. See, in God's nature, it's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, faith. You got God's faith in you. You got God's faith. Do you understand that? Do you know that you can believe for anything God can? Oh, I wouldn't say that, brother. So, well, I would. I know. I know exactly what it'll do. It'll do the same thing in you as it did in Jesus. It'll do the same thing in, in, in you as it did in God the Father. It ain't no difference. It's His faith, and He must want you to use it, or He wouldn't have said it's impossible to please Him without using it. Amen. Now listen to Him. That you may know that you have eternal life. Thirteenth verse and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God and. He wants and in here. And what? If you know you have eternal life, the life and nature of God, and this is the confidence we have in Him, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions we desire of Him. Let me tell you something. This eternal life will give you confidence. It will give you something nothing else will. When you know God has given me of Himself, whatever made God God, He gave it to His born-again man. I call us the new creation nation, a nation of new creation people. A nation of people with God himself living on the inside of them. Praise God. While we're close there, turn back to 2 Peter. 2 Peter, the first chapter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 2 Peter, the first chapter. Look in the fourth verse whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of what? The divine nature. The divine nature, having escaped the corruptions that's in the world through lust. How many of you know you got the divine nature? Amen. Divine. Hallelujah. That means one simple thing. That God has had so much confidence in you that he gave you of him, his own self. Praise God. Praise God. New American Bible said we're shares of the divine nature. New English Bible said we share in the very being of God. Do you understand that? You share in the very being of God. He's the vine, you are the branch. Whatever, whatever God wants you to be, he put it in the Lord Jesus Christ. He will put everything he wants you to be. Then he draws you into union. He that's joined the Lord's one with the Lord. Praise God. 
You are what God wants you to be. Praise God. Hallelujah. New Life, New Testament said, you can have God's own life in you. Praise God. Now, we might run over uh, uh, a few things right here. First of all, eternal life does this. It makes you a new kind of a being. Any man be in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2, 15 said you are a new kind of a human. You're not just some forgiven sinner, but you are a human being with God's own being in him. Do you realize, what if you run into problem and God's living on the inside of you? What's he doing in there? Oh, he just kind of tagging along, you know, till we make it on through to heaven. No, bless God, he's in there. He is our helper. He is our advocate. He is our high priest. Hallelujah. He is our intercessor. He is our Lord. He is our shepherd. He's all in all, and he's living on the inside of us. For what reason? To put you over in everything. More than a conqueror. You know what more than a conqueror is, don't you? When Muhammad Ali whooped Sonny Liston, they brought out a check, you know, this long and that wide, million dollars. Gave it to him. But his wife stepped up there and got the check. She's more than a conqueror. She didn't even have to fight for it. Hallelujah. That's us. We didn't have to fight. We got in on this thing by grace. A lot of people do not understand what God did for us in the personal crime. He stepped forward as the Lamb of God. He represented God. But he also stepped forward as the Son of Man. Hallelujah. Two families been separated since the fall of man has been put back together. Hallelujah. They're one family now. They have one name. Someone said, well, what if I mess up? You can't break this covenant because you didn't make it. Now, if you made it, say, well, I got a covenant with God. I made covenant. No, you didn't. Jesus cut covenant for God. He cut covenant for man. We got in on it by grace. You can't break it. I don't care what you did because you didn't make it. That's good to know. It's really a little bit better than that. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Turn with me back to the 12th chapter of uh, Hebrews. Twelfth chapter of Hebrews, 23rd verse. Talks about the old covenant. We didn't come to Mount Sinai, but to Mount Zion, 23rd verse, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Do you know what that means, the firstborn? The firstborn means you've got the firstborn rights. See, Jesus was the firstborn from the dead. And he stood for you. He got you all the firstborn rights. They'd fight, steal, lie, cheat, do anything in the world to get them in the Old Testament, the firstborn rights. We didn't have to do nothing, just reach and receive what Jesus done for us. So we've come to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge. Now let's see how he judges you. When you're born again, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. 
See, now you need to think like that. God has made me perfect. He has made me holy. Someone said, well, that means mature. Uh, you can't make someone mature. They have to grow in maturity. He made you a perfect heart. He made you so perfect that God himself can move in there with all his belongings. He didn't leave a part of them down to Uncle Nelly, Nelly Red's house neither and come see you with part of them. He brought everything that makes God God. He brought it and moved into you. Can you say amen? amen? See what confidence that'll give you. When a problem comes up, a financial need comes up, man, what difference does it make? My God's more than enough. My God meets my every need. He's done said that. Blood of Jesus is backing that up. I got the ability to believe that. Yeah, but uh, my head's been giving me a fit. Well, get your head renewed. Head ain't got no business giving you fit all the time. Get your mind renewed. How many of you got your mind renewed on healing? Why, sure. How many of you got your mind renewed on prosperity? Why, sure. How many of you got your mind renewed that this promise is unto me and my whole household? Hallelujah. See, we think like that. And you know what? Ain't nothing can stop it. If it hairy lips ever devil in hell, it still can't stop it. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. Romans 8, 29 said we were predestined. God had a plan. He predestined us to be conformed to the exact image of the Lord Jesus that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. He is the firstborn among many. In other words, one translation said he was the pattern. What kind of pattern? He's the mold. He, do you know you and Jesus are counterparts? Huh? Whatever he is, you are. 1 John 4, 17. Whatever he is, that's who you are. See? Most Christians need to check in and see what their condition's in. They find out, bless God, I'm in the condition of God's in. I'm just as healed as God. Huh? Well, I'll tell you what. That sounds mighty good. Well, it is good. It don't just sound good, it's good. It's good to have health. It's good to have prosperity. It's good to not have a worry in the world. Amen. It's good to wake up in the morning happy. You can ask my wife. I get up going 100 miles an hour. I don't have to drink two, two cups of coffee and eat nine grapefruits and everything else trying to get to going. I'm going. I'm happy. I'm happy every morning when I get up. I'm happy. I got God living in me. I got God's life, God's nature. What comes up today, we can handle it. Hallelujah. 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 So, when God made you, it's kind of like, you know, Christmas. They have them little Christmas trees or Santa Claus, little cookie cutters. I mean, he stamped you out beforehand. Amen. You are cut off an old block. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen? So now we understand something. We've got God's life. We've got his nature. And if you receive this in sufficient measure, it will live its own self. You will not have to try to confess it all the time. You need to keep your scripture on eternal life. He has come that I, I, I have life and have it in overflowing abundance. Have you one or two and meditate on them. Not just confess it, think on them, think on them, think on them. Tear it all apart. 
Hallelujah. Eat a little bit of it at a time. Amen? Eat it till you get so full, you'll look like a Goodyear blimp on the inside instead of the outside. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Second thing eternal life will do, it'll deliver us from Satan's dominion. Totally. You know, you know us faith people, we don't realize Satan's been defeated. We think we give Satan a place. If you do something wrong, you give Satan a place. Satan ain't got no place in you nor in the kingdom of Almighty God. You've been translated out of darkness. Paul Wright said don't give him one. You have to give him a place. He can't take one. Well, if I miss it, Satan will put that on me. Put what? I got something I'll put on him. He ain't looking for me. He ain't looking for me. Amen. He ain't trying to hunt me down. I don't hear noises outside my house all the time. Amen. He is totally defeated. If Jesus has all power, then that leaves him how much? You have got an alien entity which has no power except by deception. He can try to deceive you or he can get ignorant Christians to do something. He, he don't fool with them sinners. He don't have to. He's got them. See, praise God. So when you get the life of God, it delivers you from Satan's dominion. In Big John 1, 5, he said, uh, the light shineth in darkness and the darkness couldn't handle it. He can't handle it. Ain't nothing Satan can do with the life of God. Say, so, yeah, well, didn't he put that cancer on me? No, he ain't put diddly on you. That might have been something inherited in your bad genes or something. He ain't got the power that, 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 that people give him credit for. If Jesus has got all, that leaves none for him. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Big John 5, 24, said, When you receive this life, you have uh, uh, darkness or come out of death into life. You're out of death, spiritual death. Cotton Patch said, has been transferred from the death region to the life region. You're in another region. you connected to God. Hallelujah. Now see this fella? Now you know what's wrong with him? He got a hen-pecked spirit. How come his elevator don't go to the top? His cheese fell, fell off his cracker. He ain't, he ain't, see, he ain't got his mind renewed. Here's another. What's wrong with him? He's full of the life of God, but he looked like a hooded wonder. He needs to get his head renewed and get the life and nature of God. See, the thing wrong with Christendom is people don't ever get their thinking right. They follow anything that comes along. This fellow said that, it must be right. We'll just sing any kind of song now. Just anything. Hallelujah. Doodle doodle do. God's going to get you for that. Doodle doodle do. Just have a big time. And old Sister Snot Rag will get a rag out and go to shaking it. Yeah. Yeah, he'll get you. Oh, he'll get you. 
Me got me when I was young. Amen. Them folks, them demons, they on the they under your feet. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So Colossians 1.13 He said we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Satan has no place in the kingdom of almighty God. Hallelujah. Cotton Patch said it was the father that sprung you from the jailhouse of darkness and set you free in the world of his dear son. See if you knew it God, God's done put your feet back on the street. You sprung. Amen. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Third thing. You know, let me, let me tell you about this. Old boy got saved. And the first thing, I don't know why, he got to reading Lester Summerall's book. And he come to me one day. He'd been saved about a month. He said, you know anyone that's possessed of the devil? I said, yeah, I know, I know a girl. He said, well, let's go cast the devil. I ain't, I ain't going over there right now to cast the devil out. I ain't got time. But I'm going over there one day and cast the devil out of her. He said, well, could I just go over and see her? I said, yeah, you, I'll go over. We went over there, and there's a car parked in front. And, 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 and the Presbyterian preacher, youth leader, he was in there. And they were just having the best time, and they was playing little songs, little ditties. A frog went a courting, and he did right. Uh -huh. And they just having a big time. Oh, they just having a wonderful time. And I opened that door, and she jumped up like that and bowed up. And he said, well, what's wrong with her? Well, now, sweetie, come over here, and I'll tell you. I said, she's demon-possessed. He got his little belongings and hit that front door. And, <laughs> and this fellow with me said, well, where'd she go? I said, she just went there in, in that next room. Just go there and open the door. He said, Be all right. yeah, just go open the door. He opened the door and she stood there with two butcher knives. He had no problem closing the door in a hurry. <laughs> he... He wanted to catch a ride with the Presbyterian preacher. <laughs> anyway, about two months after that, I went back over to her house, me and another fellow, and I told her, uh, uh, you can't imagine what she'd do. Now, next door to her, uh, uh, this house where she lived was a Baptist preacher, and he would call the law every now and then, and he'd say, She'll get out on my front porch, had a big wooden front porch, and danced for an hour at a time, and, 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 and uh, said, we can't sleep or anything. And she looked like she was big pregnant. She thought she was pregnant with Jesus' baby. Now, that's what she thought. Anyway, then police they said, there ain't no, ain't no way. She can't do all that. Anyway, he put a six-foot chain-link fence around his place, and she'd stand flat-footed and jump it and get out there on the point. You see? So how could she do that? Ain't no tell. She had I, 16 devils come out of her. Hallelujah. So because he couldn't handle it, he had to move. That'd be a terrible thing. Let the devil run you off your house, wouldn't it? Huh? Hallelujah. Anyway... <clears throat> 
<clears throat> I went over, I told her, uh, uh, Mama had a telephone, and, and, and she could catch the phone when it come in, but she had it fixed where you couldn't dial out. She called people all hour of the night. Anyway, I said, I'll come over here to get little Juanita set free. And she said, uh, well, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to carry in that room right there. We are. And I said, I mean, don't you come in there either. I said, you understand? I don't matter what she says, hollers, anything else. And so I got her and, and, and started in there with her. She said, Mama, Mama, they're going to rape me. Just had a conniption fit. And Mama, I said, now you get in there in that other room. You want some help? And she got on in there in that other room. And as we started ministering to her, this thing came into her when she's nine years old. She started fantasizing. She heard her mama and daddy arguing. She said, he said, I wouldn't live with you two minutes if it wasn't for little Juanita. And she got to thinking it's her fault because of uh, arguing and all this. And, and, and this, the biggest demon in there was fantasy. Fantasizing. She fantasized she had a little bro brother. She was out in the yard one day and a <clears throat> girl was pushing a little buggy down the road with a baby in it. And that, she said that baby spoke and said, you're going to be pregnant with Jesus' baby. And she was normal looking and said something hit her. And when it did, she threw up. It's so nasty. She didn't know what happened. But she began to grow. In about five years, she is that big. Looked like she is big pregnant. And I said, what? what? She said, I have Jesus' baby. So when are you going to deliver? She said, I don't know, but I'm going to deliver. And she tried to wiggle and all kind of stuff. And the Lord told me, said, hit her right in the belly. I said, Lord, I know her old mama. She's been looking for a banana peeling to fall on for years looking to sue somebody. He said, hit her in the belly. And I just said, I just hooked her. <laughs> and her belly went down. And she said, well, I guess if it had to go, I guess it's better it go that way. Now, I don't know what that meant. But we cast 16 devils out of her and got her saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and the last end of her days were the greatest days she ever lived. Praise God. That's what our God will do. That's what the life of God will do. See, it won't just happen just because you got it. It won't work just because I got the life of God. They've had the life of God in them ever since the new birth was available. Why hadn't it done any good? Because they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what the life of God would do. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Another thing that the life of God will do, it'll make you one, you need to get this, one with Christ Jesus. He's the vine, you are the branch. Praise God. Whatever's in the fruit of the Spirit, someone said that's the fruit of your born-again Spirit. It don't make no difference if it is or ain't because your Spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. You don't have but one spirit in you. God has now become your spirit. It's no longer I, but it is the anointed one living in us. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Because of a common substance, we are whatever God is. We're God men. Fourth thing, it'll make you more than a conqueror. Turn with me to 1 little John. 1 little John 5. 
Look in the fourth verse. For whosoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory to overcome the world, even our faith. Praise God. 20th century said, Because all that receives the new life from God conquers the world. World system, sin, sickness, disease, failure. You got something greater in, in you than anything that's in the world. What difference does it make if the problem's there, the circumstance, when we've got the answer? Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now listen to Phillips' translation. For God's heredity within us will always conquer the world outside us. God's heredity. I inherited something from Almighty God. Can you say amen? Praise God. We had just opened a church in 85, 86, right at the end of the year. And the first service there, a lady named Frankie Sharp, when I stood up, stood up, had him stand up and give them taste, she fell over dead. Heart stopped. Heart stopped in my church. Here we, we preaching life, and she's fell over dead. Now, the week before in the Baptist church, a friend of mine named Henry Crook, he is a meat cutter, uh, 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 he fell over, had a heart attack in, in the second Baptist church, and they called the ambulance, and they had the big to do about it, and carried the fellow off, he's dead. But she's fell dead in my church. And I'm preaching live. And they come running up there, what are we going to do? I said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. You get out of him. You get out the front door. Don't no unbelief around me. Bless God. They ain't going to have that. Hallelujah. I laid hands on her. And ten minutes time, bless God, she is up shouting and praising Almighty God. Lived another ten years after that. Can you say Amen. Praise be unto God. Greater, greater is he and a substance that's in you than any substance in this world. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I know one time a lady asked me, would you go pray for my husband? What's wrong with him? He's been in a coma for, I don't know, six months. Life support machine. So I went up there. And he's on life support. And so I'd lay my hands on him and pray in the Holy Ghost. And this machine, it was on 48. And it'd jump up to about 54. And I'd get my hands off of it. And I'd watch this stuff. And then I said, well, it ain't the praying in tongues, it's the life of God. You know, I had to try some of this out and work it out. I, did, I didn't all of a sudden just wake up one morning and get me some paper dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you on the front. <laughs> and I'd lay hands on him. I called call one of the nurses in there. I said, what is this machine? What's normal? She said, around 98's normal on this. I don't know what it was. I, she told me. I, don't, I wouldn't know. Anyway, I'd lay hands on this thing, get 54, 56, 66, and I'd get my hands off of it. And the minute it'd start back down. And I'd wait a little while, and I'd put my hands back on it. And that thing would start back up. So finally, I just le left my hands on, on, that, on that guy. He's been in a coma now for six months. Now, his wife told me, said, he ain't never been saved. Well, let me tell you something. God's in the saving business. He ain't willing that any should perish. If someone in that family will believe God, he'll move over 10 million to get to that person. 
I laid hands on him. That thing got up to 80, 90, 98. Got up to 102, and bam, his eyes popped open. Can you say amen? That's our God. That's this stu substance right here. This is that stuff that the Holy Ghost will pump out. It'll pump it out and make alive your mortal body. It'll quicken. Make alive. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lady called me one day, Ruth Benson. She said, Merle's in the hospital. What's wrong with him? I said, he, he's in a coma. Said he, uh, he, uh, doctor said he won't make it through the day. So well, what'd you call me about? Said, well, what can I do? You know, Merle never did go to church. He never got saved. I said, well, I'll go up there. He didn't come to my church, but I knew him. He is a full-blood rested wino. You get the papers on him. He drank every day. I went up there. See, God has unconditional love, folks. Has unconditional love. I went up there and laid hands on him. I said, Lord, I'm calling back. His eyes popped open. He said, Buzz, what you doing here? I said, come to pray with you to get saved, Merle. Give me a hand. He accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as his personal Savior. In two hours' time, he is dead. And three days later, I was preaching his funeral. A lot of them good Christian folks got mad at me. Swole up and got mad because I said I prayed with him. Yeah, he's stayed drunk all his life. That ain't right. Yeah, I'll tell you what. My God ain't willing that any should perish. God has unconditional love. I don't care if you've been the biggest wino or you've been the biggest saint. It ain't gonna, that ain't got nothing to do with our God. Our God's in love with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Another thing the life of God does, it makes us partakers of God's ability. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ. Love it. Translation. There is no situation which can overwhelm me. No situation. I got the life of God in me. You mean some situation is going to overrule God? See, you have to understand this. Whatever, whatever God's placed in you, he placed it in there for your victory. Amen. See, if I got another transcript. Ben Johnson. Christ is the energizing center of my life. Hallelujah. Jerusalem Bible said, There is nothing I cannot master with the help of the one who gives me strength. There ain't nothing I can't master. Hallelujah. You know, he said in 2 Timothy 1, 7, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but a power and love and a sound mind. Everybody gets it over there on talking about your mind. Ain't got nothing to do with your mind. He's talking about your spirit. God has not given us a spirit. Come on. One translation, God's not given us a spirit of timidity. Smith Goodspeed said, but he's given us a spirit of power and love and mastery. You can master anything and everything through the master who's in you. Turn with me if you will. Let's read one more scripture. Now we know what death is, don't we? That's what come with the fall of man. Second Timothy. Second Timothy, first chapter. Let's look in the ninth verse. said, who has saved us, called us with a holy calling according to a, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose 
and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Now listen to him. But is now made manifest. How? By the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ. What has he done? Who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. He's abolished death wherever you're concerned. Sin, sickness, disease, poverty, faith, everything that came was spiritual death. Bless God, it's been abolished where you are concerned. Someone shout amen. amen. Some of y'all ought to done kick one of them benches down. Hallelujah. Do you know God has set you free? Amen. I was preaching in a prison in Louisiana. And this black fellow, he'd always, he had a cross on. I don't know whether it's a millstone or, 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 I don't know. It was that long. He wore it all the time. <laughs> and uh, he'd saying, God is so good to me. God's been good to me. Some of it he sang wasn't even scriptural. But I'd have him sing it every time it got all over me. God's been good to me. I wake up some morning and that's all I do is just thank God. My God, I thank you for my home, my cars, my everything. I just give you thanks, Lord. Praise God. One day he come and he said, Brother Buzz, would you tell me what to do? My little girl, they called and said she doesn't have long to live. What's wrong with her? said she's got AIDS. Well, how old is she? 14. Well, how'd she get AIDS? He said she had something wrong with her and they give her some blood at the hospital. You know. And what has the hospital done? Said they can't do nothing. Where's she live? Vicksburg, Mississippi. Well, I live in El Dorado. Now what are you gonna do? I said, I'll go see her. I'll go see her. And so I drove to Vicksburg and I drove around and went over through the quarters and uh, I seen some folks out there shooting craps and I hauled on. I said, You know where such and such live? Said, Yeah, you park right in front of their house. I got out, and she was on a little cot, couldn't even walk, little arms like this, little bitty leg. Let me tell you something. You got something on the inside that makes you just like the master. You got something on the inside of you that sets people free. I'm telling you right now, we need to take a step up and say, I'm going to walk in this life. I'm going to live my life in the life of Almighty God. Hallelujah. She couldn't even talk or anything laying there. And I got down and I had her to say Jesus. Just Jesus. That's all. He said, if you'll call on the name of Jesus, thou shalt be saved. Amen. She called on the name of Jesus. Got a little stronger. Got a little stronger. Talked a little louder. Jesus. Jesus. Mother sitting over there drinking in Miller sodas. I still preaching. Hallelujah. Someone said, well, that'll break the anointing. I'm the one who determines the anointing. I'm the one, not what someone else. I've had preachers say, could you preach over that church? Well, sure I can preach. I preach in hell. Hallelujah. You can put me in the backside of Little Rabbit Australia and we're going to have church. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I laid hands on the little girl and I, I, I prayed with her and she got the Holy Ghost and she got a little... Listen, if you can get a vocal miracle, you can get a physical miracle. You get to speaking in a language from another world. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Laid hands on her. Praise God. She got up out of that bed. Oh, she's a happy little girl. Praise God. I knew a Ramah student 
that had a church there in Vicksburg, and I called him, but he wouldn't go over there. I asked the Lord, Lord, would you just this one time let me cuss somebody out? <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Let me tell you something. You're the only, only line of defense most of them got out there, folks. This disease is out there that run rampant and ain't nobody can do anything with. Amen. But we got a God. This stuff, you get it on a cancer, I'm telling you right now, it'll blow it out of there. Do you know what it'll do with diabetes? I was in a town in Iola, Kansas. Uh, 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 mind me kind of like this. This black fellow, he ain't got nothing but white folks. <laughs> That's all he's got in his church. I don't think they think he's black. I don't know what they think. <laughs> anyway, he's my namesake. He's named Philip Honeycutt. Anyway... We got seven diabetics healed in his church. Amen. Went back to the doctor. All of them was healed. They got a candy company there, Russell Stover. I told them that's what the problem was. They'd been over at Russell Stover. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Went to the next town, Dodge City, Rhema graduate. Bless God. Uh, uh, some of the Rhema healing workers knew a pastor there that had a heart stroke. His arm up like this. And he could he scooted along like that. And I started teaching off the paper doll. And he saw that. He saw he had the faith of God and the life of God. Bless God. And he got healed. He still wanted me to lay hands on him because that's our ignorant training. I didn't have to lay hands on him. God done healed. He saw it. He saw it. Arm come out, talking fine. Boy, they had revival. Broke out. Can you say amen? Yeah. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. When you got born again, you got the full package. You got everything God wanted you to have. Praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, you get anything out of this? Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I don't know everybody here, but tonight we're going to pray over handkerchiefs. We had some marvelous results out of these handkerchiefs. Praise God. A fellow called me from Philadelphia. He uh, said his friend had been in a coma 18 months had a motorcycle wreck. But anyway, sent him a handkerchief. And his eyes popped open like that. That's your God. That's the God's... Do you know these things will store up the life of God? Do you know it'll store them up? Amen. 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 We was in Moulton, Alabama. We prayed over a, 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 a handkerchief and they, they put it on a woman that had lymphoma cancer. That's just been three weeks ago. Wasn't that three weeks ago? It was Moulton, bless God. And they carried it. I put it in a paper sack, carried it up there and put it on her. And she said, my God, something's done went all over me. They tested her again. Said, we don't, we made a wrong diagnosis. Wrong diagnosis for a year and a half? You know, them folks bury their mistakes. Hallelujah. God makes them alive. Hallelujah. Well, you get anything out of this? 
If you can wait till tonight, I'd rather wait till tonight to pray for the sick. Anybody's got anything? If I've already prayed for you, come get prayed for again. I'm not going to pray again. I transmit the life of God. I don't pray no ten times one thing, two or ten, none of that. I ain't into that. But I'm into transferring the life of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Got a lady in a church named Evor Hewitt. She saw the lad in the paper, full gospel healing meeting. About that big, she came. Doctors told her she had a couple of years to live. She was going to put her on a kidney machine. I just told her to come down front every time we have service. That's been 12 years ago. Healed of incurable kidney disease. Healed of incurable kidney disease. Why? Got this life of God on her. Got this. You see, ain't no kidney disease stand up under this. Can you say amen? You've got something on the inside of you that nothing, nothing can defeat. You can't be defeated if you'll depend on it. You receive it like you're supposed to, it'll live its own life. Praise God. Well, Jeanette, come on. Hallelujah. 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 We've been blessed. Amen. Amen. I like your notes. I think I might have a little trouble preaching from them, but they look good. <laughs> Praise God. So glad to have all of you this morning. Linda, good to see you. Came all the way from Birmingham to hear you today. Right? Praise God. I want to thank all you. Raise your hand. She's out of Scott Webb's church. She's out of Scott Webb's church now. She was out of this church. That's her son, been ushering. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. I want to thank all you ministers that came this morning. Uh, Becky and Pastor Joe Rake for Drake. Drake.